Someday When I'm awfully low And the world is cold I will feel a glow Just thinking of You And the way you look Tonight Hello I'm Bob This is Sight News broadcasting From the Old Man Studio In Church Street Portadown Please note, there will be no recording next week. Now, this production is for the week ending Saturday the 9th of July. On behalf of everyone here on the Craigavon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headline this week from the Portadine Times are COVID spike leaves 450 hospital staff of sick. The Lurgan Mail has a similar lead story. And now it's over to Ken who brings you our first story. A spike in COVID-19 has led to around 450 staff on sick leave, plus around 50 patients with the virus in Craigavon Hospital, leading to pressures on the health locally. In this latest wave of the pandemic, there has been a large increase in the numbers of people contracting the illness. The Southern Health Trust said staff, already weary from the overload of work during the past two and a half years, have been doing their best to cover shifts of their colleagues who are suffering from COVID or isolating. A spokesperson for the Trust said, the COVID-19 global pandemic is still very prevalent in our local community. The number of COVID-19 cases in our hospitals has been increasing recently. In Craigavon Area Hospital, there are around 50 COVID-19 patients at present. There are currently 450 COVID-19 related staff absences in the Southern Trust. The increase in staff absence levels and illness experienced by staff inevitably increases pressures on our services which are already experiencing very high levels of demand. We constantly monitor ongoing pressures both in our hospital system and regionally to allow us to manage patients in our hospitals at all times. Managing these pressures in a global pandemic is a huge ongoing challenge for our exhausted staff. The spokesperson urged members of the public to do all they can to assist. It is absolutely vital that patients and visitors help keep themselves and others safe by wearing a mask, washing hands, getting vaccinated, staying apart and leaving the hospital immediately when medically fit for discharge. And now the rotochemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 10th of July, the chemist is Hamill Pharmacy of 19 Thomas Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week from Monday the 11th of July, the chemist is Eden Pharmacy of 82 Bridge Street, open until 7pm. There is no rotochemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines. On Sunday the 10th of July the chemist is Boots of 44 Market Street, open from 7 to 8pm. And next week from Monday the 11th of July the chemist is N and R Gordon of 10 Market Street, open until 7pm. There is no rotochemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. And now your sports news read by Brian Morrison. Starting with golf and some news from Portadown Golf Club. Congratulations to Millen Sloan, who won the weekly Stableford, scoring 41 points. The same score as Stephen Bunting, David Cuthbert and Desi Rennie. But he scored best on the last nine holds to take the prize, which was sponsored this week by Portadown Recycling. It was Captain's Day last Saturday, and the, the, the weather stayed fine for most of the day. 
Edwin Ray and his wife Angela entertain a large number of golfers who took part in the competitions. The past Captain's Cup was won by Bill Nixon. The Blacker Cup competition was won by the club captain uh, Edwin May ahead of Michael Connolly and Leo King. Local outfitters J.R. McMahon's menswear sponsored this event. The Mr. Captain's Prize for the ladies' 18-hole stroke competition was won by Edna Gribben. Judith Spence and Karen Shaw were joint second. In the open stable, Ford played on the 30th of June. The winner was Melvin Hull, who scored 42 points. The joint runners-up were John McCourt and Tim Sanford, and the prizes were sponsored by Porter's Body Shop. The weekly Wednesday Suite was sponsored by Gary's Bar, and the winner was Clifford McCullough on 32 points. And now football. Glenavon player Andy Waterford has announced he is his retirement from football at the age of 36. He joined the Lurgan Blues from Linfield last summer. And Glenavon had confirmed that James Singleton has left the club and has signed for Glen Torn for an undisclosed fee. The 27-year-old was club captain for her session. <coughs> Glenavon are delighted to announce the return of Owen Bradley on a one-year deal with the option of another year. Another Glenavon player, Danny Perkis, and his representatives met the club officials last week and it was mutually agreed that the player be released from its existing agreement. At Glenavon, the season tickets for the new season 22-23 are now on sale with no price increases in any of the categories. <coughs> At Portadown, the club has announced that Jack Smith has left the club and has joined Bally McCash Rangers. He made 13 appearances since coming in January 22 and the club is delighted to announce that Billy Steadman has signed a new contract to remain at Shamrock Park. The 22-year-old Englishman arrived in January 22 and made 15 appearances last season. Portadown will play a pre-season friendly, friendly against Bourneview Mill at their ground, which is at Papperton Park on the Tandergee Road. And good news from Shamrock Park is that Van Hare and Sales will continue their sponsorship of the club for the new season. Some good news, the Ports have signed 23-year-old midfielder Leo Donnellan, who began his career with the Queen's Park Rangers youth system in England, where he grew up in the London area and played for the Republic of Ireland's under-18 team, qualifying through his grandfather. <coughs> but late news is that Portadown have confirmed that Nathan Kerr, who made 41 appearances in this past two seasons, has joined the, the, the Portadown local club, Anna United. Cricket. Craigavon's top cricket team, Warringstown, have had some convincing displays in the Robinson Services Premier League fixtures. The villagers are part of a four-team chasing group that sit on 24 points in the league and they improved their record to six wins from nine matches after a great 160-run win over Cliftonville Academy. Their batters, Jamie uh, Gibson, who made 96, and Morgan Topping, who made 65, put on a 102-run partnership to leave them on 245 for 50. It was then over to the bowlers <coughs> as Ross Allen took six wickets for 30 runs to put the, the match over and they now have their sights on Lisburn to come to get them safely at the top of the table as they chase to retain the league title that they won last year. Some bowls news. Lurgan Bowling Club youngest bowler, Maya Patterson, is having a an exciting season. After her and her partner, Purr's partner, uh, Limavadi, Sophie McIntyre, 
were part of the Irish contingent competing in the British Isles Bowling Championships at Lanrid in Wales. They finished runners-up after dismissing the, uh, the English pairing, but they lost by one shot to their Welsh opponents in the ladies' under-25 pairs final. Maya and Sophie lost the final by 16 to 5 shots. Meanwhile, an excited Maya has been selected to play for the emerging Irish squad who will be look, taking part in an international tournament at the Gold Coast Bowls Complex in Western Australia from November the 21st this year. Lurgan's club president, Irene Cunningham, said she and all the club members were delighted with Maya's outstanding progress in the sport and wished her all the best for the forthcoming Australian trip. Lurgan ladies, they travelled to Listen to Garvey for a league game and lost by six shots by, on a score of 70-64, to 64, getting just two of the seven points on the day. Eileen Robson, Adela Thompson and Irene Dunes-Rinks all played well. And in the men's game in the Veterans League, Lurgan first defeated Portadown first by 46 shots to 27 to join their neighbours at the top of the league. Lurgan's 18, they defeated Dungannon by 98 shots to 73, winning six of the seven points available. Some more bowls news. In the NIBA Senior Force Championship quarterfinal, Lurgan's four man team, Alan Briggs, Peter Dew, Ronan Cregan and Alan Roberts faced a stout opposition against Donahadee's four, but in a close encounter played on Tuesday night they came out excited winners by 18 shots to 16. They play Antrim fours at a neutral venue in the quarterfinal in the week commencing the 15th of August and that's all your sports news. Now news of upcoming parades. All roads lead to Armagh for the 2022 12th demonstration. Tens of thousands of participants and spectators will descend in Armagh on Tuesday for the County Armagh 12th demonstration. The parade will include 11 district lodges with a total of 150 private lodges and almost 5,000 brethren taking part. They will be joined by ladies from the Association of Loyal Orange Women of Ireland and a number of junior boys and junior girls lodges. Approximately 65 bands will accompany the lodges and some of the finest pipe, accordion, silver and flute bands in the country will be on parade. There are usually four Scottish bands on parade at the County Armagh demonstration and as the County of the Diamond is renowned for the Lambeg drum, dozens will be accompanying the lodges especially if the weather is good. Alma District LOL number no. 5 has the honour of hosting this year's parade, having missed out in 2020 and 2021 due to the COVID pandemic. The district is centred on the historic ecclesiastical city and has, no, uh, and has 10 private lodges with approximately 370 brethren. This year marks the 100th anniversary of a local 12th demonstration held in one of the Listnadil rectory fields just outside the city and hosted by then rector, worshipful brother, Reverend Edward A. Foy. He was a stalwart of local Orangeism and was chaplain of Armagh Temperance, LOL 94, for 40 years. In November 1919, he was seriously injured when he was shot at point blank range by a man with a revolver at the front door of the rectory. Thankfully, he recovered and undeterred, he maintained his unwavering commitment to the Orange cause. There will be just the one new banner being carried on parade for the first time this 12th, that of Corcoran Purple Rocket LOL number 339, Portadown District. The lodges of the host district will assemble on the mile from 9am, where they shall be joined by County Grand Lodge officers. They will then parade to the Armagh War Memorial at 9.45am to lay a wreath and be joined by the first of the visiting districts. The main parade, headed by Tassa Silver Band and Tassa True Blues, LOL 49, will then commence at approximately 10am. Armagh District will be followed by Rich Hill, 
Kalilei, Lurgan, Newton Hamilton, and Portadown districts. The remaining the remainder of the districts, namely Market Hill, Bestbrook, Katie, Tandrigi, and Loch Gall, will parade as they arrive, and by twelve thirty PM all districts should be in the demonstration field at Hamilton's Bond Road. The chair will be taken at 1.45 p.m. by the County Grant Master, the Reverend Worshipful Brother Dennis J. Watson, J.P., and proceedings will commence with a traditional religious service conducted by Worshipful Brother, the Reverend Dr. Alan McCann, County Grant Chaplain. He will be assisted by the other Deputy County Grant Chaplains in the prayers and the act of remembrance. The address will be given by Worshipful Brother Reverend Edwin Fraser, Deputy County Grand Chaplain and Armagh District Chaplain. Reverend Fraser is currently ministering in Clocher and Glenhoy Presbyterian Churches. The prize-winning Akavili Accordion Band will provide the musical accompaniment for the two hymns. The return parade is scheduled to commence from the demonstration field. Live coverage of the 12th to be aired on GB News. The County Armagh 12th Parade is to be broadcast live by GB News. GB News presenter and former First Minister of Northern Ireland, Dame Arlene Foster, will lead commentary of the event. GB News Northern Ireland correspondent Douglas Beatty will be on the ground to explain the patriotism, pageantry and colour of the processions. The Grand Orange Lodge of Ireland welcomed the announcement a few weeks ago that GB is to broadcast live after a controversial move by the BBC to axe their live coverage. Grand Master, Most Worshipful Brother Edward Stevenson said, the announcement from GB News that they will give live television coverage to the 12th of July parade from Armagh is very welcome indeed. Live coverage of the 12th is very important to so many people particularly those who are unable to attend parades for a range of reasons. The 12th in County Armagh is the biggest of all 12th parades and I'm confident it will make for an excellent programme. It will feature thousands of brethren, sisters and juniors on parade and an excellent variety of bands, he added. Scarva expecting 100,000 visitors. Organisers of the Scarva Sham Fight are expecting a record attendance at next Wednesday's event, July the 13th, after a two-year absence. The Royal Black Institution anticipates the traditional 13th celebrations will attract around 100,000 visitors, even more if the weather plays its part. The village is renowned for hosting the biggest one-day event at a single location anywhere in Northern Ireland. The mock battle between King William and King James and a large-scale procession through Scarva, hosted by Sir Knight Alfred Buller Memorial RBP 1000, is firmly established as a unique cultural event in Northern Ireland. The Reverend William Anderson, Sovereign Grand Master of the Royal Black Institution, said, The procession and Shamfight at Scarva hold a special place in the parading calendar, and I believe people will want to mark this summer as a time to enjoy the freedom from the restrictions brought about due to the pandemic. The sham fight is a truly wonderful family occasion and we are anticipating a fantastic turnout. The day starts early for members of Portadown Royal Black District No. 5 who will be parading around the town before heading to Scarva. The district will be led for the first time by the new Worshipful District Master, Sir Knight Raymond Walker, and the new Deputy District Master, Sir Knight Ian Freeburn. All the feeder parades start arriving into Carlton Street from 8.30am with a roll call at 8.45am. At 9am, the parade moves off led by Dungannon Silver Band for remembrance service and wreath-laying ceremony at the War Memorial. After leaving the War Memorial, the parade will parade to Edenderry Square before turning and then parading to the train station before travelling to Scarva. The first train for Scarva leaves at 9.45am and then every 15 minutes thereafter. Portadown District will have all their 19 preceptories on parade with 19 bands accompanying them. Pride of place as usual will be given to the ex-servicemen's preceptory number 326 who parade behind the district officers. This year, the biggest band on parade will be the Portadown Defenders Isle Boys Flute Band, who will be leading Carrick Blacker Guiding Star RBP No. 503, 
This will be the Owl Boys' last parade. On arrival in Scarva, the Portadown district will be at the rear of the main parade, which moves off at 11.15am, parading through the County Down village to the Domain, where the sham fight will take place, followed by a religious service. The roll call in the field will be at 2.45pm, with Portadown district, the first district, leaving the field at 3pm. The first train will move off from Scarva at 3.30pm, and the last one at 4.55pm. The parade in Portadown in the evening will move off at 5.30pm from Wilson Street, parading over Eden Derry and then back up through the town to the saluting base in Church Street, where the district officers will take the salute before the preceptories split into their feeder parades back to their orange halls. Train tickets are on sale from any district, district officer, preceptory officers or by calling into Carlton Street, Orange Hall. Lurgan's Sir Knights looking forward to a traditional parade in New City of Bangor. Members of Lurgan's Royal Black Institution, Preceptories, are looking forward to their 1st July 13th parade in Bangor since it was granted city status. Sovereign Grand Master Reverend William Anderson said it was a tradition that members of Lurgan RBDC No. 2 travel to Bangor for their annual parade. The Bangor Parade complements the institution's July the 13th celebration to Scarva, he said, and this year it will certainly be meaningful that it's the first time the demonstration is being held in the recently created city of Bangor. We're very pleased that the title of city has been conferred on Bangor as part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Year. Sir Knight Andrew Hamill, Worshipful District Master of Lurgan District No. 2, has been a member of the RBP 353 for almost 20 years. He said a combination of tradition and a family day out made the Bangor event very successful over the years. We are more than happy to be returning to Bangor this year, he said. We will always receive a warm welcome and we are expecting a strong turnout of spectators to add to the atmosphere of the day. The parade leaves Brownlow House at 9.30am, the return parade in Lurgan is scheduled for 6.15pm. A wreath is led at the War Memorial and then Sir Knight's board buses for Bangor where the parade will proceed from Castle Park Avenue at 11.45 making its way through the re- resort along Dufferin Avenue, Grays Hill, Queen's Parade, Key Street, Main Street and Hamilton Road. Crime. Warnings have been issued for parents to be alert after a bag of drugs was found by a young mother walking her child to a Crickhaven shop. The incident happened last Monday, that's June the 27th, in the Meadowbrook estate, and community leaders described the drugs find as an absolute disgrace. A spokesperson said, Folks, please warn your children not to touch anything lying about the estate. This is a bag of drugs that was found this morning around the par box at the bottom of the estate by a lady who was walking a child to the local shop. This is an absolute disgrace. What if some child would have found this dirty drug and taken it? This isn't the first bag to be found around the estate outside people's homes. It's disgusting. Man confessed to kidnapping girl. A county Armagh man who confessed to kidnapping a lone female out for a walk faces this prospect of indeterminate jail sentence, a court heard on Monday. Craigavon Crown Court heard that Geoffrey Kelly had been assessed by the probation service as a dangerous offender in that he poses a significant risk of causing serious harm in the commission of further offences. So if Judge Roseanne McCormick agrees, she could impose an indeterminate jail sentence. Just days before he was due to go on trial last November... 32-year-old Kelly from Brookhill in Lurgan entered guilty pleas to kidnap and robbery of his victim's mobile phone on May 10, 2020, while a further charge of false imprisonment was left on the books by the PPS. Opening the Crown case, Prosecuting Counsel in Tannahill said the victim, a female teacher, had been listening to music while out for a walk in Portadown that Sunday morning, when Kelly appeared from a hedge on the left-hand side of the alleyway, grabbed her by the neck and body and dragged her to Kensington Gardens. She could see a car had been reversed and she was very frightened, said the lawyer. She told him to take whatever he wanted, but he didn't speak. He just grunted with the effort of the struggle. 
Forced into the boot of the car, kicking and screaming, the terrified victim managed to force her way out, not once but twice, and the second time Kelly told her simply, run. The woman ran to her parents' house and it was some time before she was able to compose herself, tell them what had happened and to call the police. A woman who had witnessed the incident had noted down the registration of Kelly's distinctive red Audi car and Mr Tannehill told the court there was evidence of Kelly stalking other women that morning describing how he drove past a lone woman walking her dog five times and she was concerned enough to take down his car registration. In the victim impact statement, the victim had written how I just remember an overwhelming sense of fear and that in the aftermath of the attack she suffered nightmares, flashbacks and hypervigilance. In a bold and courageous move she outlined that she had loved going for regular walks but had stopped for a time until she resolved to be absolutely determined that he would not take this away from me. The court heard that a short time before the incident Kelly had conducted an internet search for escorts and Mr Tannehill highlighted that nowhere in the agreed basis of plea does it state that the prime motive was robbery. It's an extremely excessive use of force against this lady for a mobile phone, said the barrister. Defence QC Eugene Grant stressed that with the loss of income, structure and support at the start of the pandemic, Kelly had acted out of a desperation for money and that he had been specifically instructed to offer the deepest apology of Mr Kelly. He submitted that despite the finding of dangerousness that an extended custodial sentence would meet the justice of the case as that would mean Kelly is under licence conditions and supervision for an extended period. He is an enhanced prisoner and has made excellent progress while in custody, said the senior barrister, adding that he had shown remorse and disgusted himself and his actions that day. Remanding Kelly back into custody, Judge McCormick adjourns the case to Thursday. A Lurgan man living in England has been jailed for almost five years after he was convicted of paying for and directing the sexual abuse of children in the Philippines and Romania. Eamon Goodfellow, 50, who was living in St Albans, Hertfordshire, was arrested by National Crime Agency officers on the 14th of June 2018 and all of his electronic devices were seized for analysis. An NCA spokesperson said a number of chat logs were recovered which showed Goodfellow discussing the abuse of children with facilitators, one of whom was based in the Philippines and the other in Romania. In the chats, Goodfellow was shown to be actively seeking children under 13 years old. When a child at the right age was identified, he would direct the facilitators to perform certain sexual acts on the children with a view to live streaming the offending. Evidence showed that he sent payment to the facilitators to carry out the abuse. Goodfellow was found guilty of two counts of attempting to cause the sexual exploitation of a child under 13 at St Albans Crown Court on the 12th of April following a six-day trial. He was sentenced last Thursday, June the 30th, to four years and nine months in prison. Goodfellow is also subject to a 10-year sexual harm prevention order and will remain on the sex offenders register for life. Martin Ludlow from the National Crime Agency said, Goodfellow made it very clear that he had sexual interest in young children in these chat logs. He attempted to arrange for the most horrific abuse of vulnerable children thousands of miles away from him for his own gratification. He was helped by facilitators whose motive is to make money. This kind of financial-driven offending is a key threat to the UK. Council News. Euthanasia is the last resort, says Council, as 12 dogs put down. ABC Borough Council put down more impounded, unclaimed dogs and more unwanted dogs than any other local authority in Northern Ireland, bar one, from April 2021 to March this year. At the same time, DAERA figures show Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavonborough Council also issued the most dog licences in Northern Ireland over the same period. Only Newry, Morn and Down District Council euthanised more impounded, unclaimed dogs. 
8 to ABCs 6 and Unwanted Dogs 6 to ABCs 5. That said, the total of 12 dogs euthanised by ABC Council represented a more than 50% reduction on a previous high of 28 in the 2019-20 financial year. Statistics released by both the Department of Agriculture, Environment and Rural Affairs and the Council show that from the April 1st, 2021 to March 31, 2022, six unclaimed stray dogs were humanely destroyed within the borough and five dogs collected at their owner's request or dropped off at a pound were also humanly destroyed. One dog was euthanised under the Animal Welfare Act within this time period. Nonetheless, a council spokesperson stressed euthanasia was a last resort. The dog control statistics, as published by DAERA, relate to activities under the Dog Control Order, Northern Ireland, 1983, the spokesperson said. This includes dog attacks, stray dogs and unwanted dogs. Council is very proactive in dealing with stray and unwanted dogs, working closely with charities and rehoming shelters. Euthanasia is very much a last resort and the decision is taken by a manager and often on the advice of a veterinary surgeon where a dog is very unwell, for example, an inoperable tumour. The animal welfare statistics are for activities under the Animal Welfare Act. This includes activities where animals have been seized by council, where the conditions of the animal or the environment are unsuitable. Euthanasia is on the advice of a veterinary surgeon. Meanwhile, figures show that the council issued a total of 19,649 dog licences between April 2021 and March 2022, and a further 154 block licences were granted across the borough. That's an increase on 2019 to 20, when 19,577 licences and 185 block licences were issued. Licences secured the council a total of £129,715.50 in 2021-2022 and an increase on the £126,882.50 received in 2019-20. Alliance Party Councillor Peter Lavery said he was hopeful that the number of dogs put down by the council each year would continue to decrease. Craigavon Samaritans plan park event to raise awareness. Craigavon Samaritans volunteers will be at Lurgan Park on Sunday, July the 24th to encourage the community to reach out for help. They're reminding the public that volunteers are available around the clock to offer a listening ear to anyone struggling to cope. As part of Talk To Us Month, branches across the UK and Ireland will mark Samaritan's Awareness Day Sunday, July the 24th, one of the most important days in the charity's calendar to help spread the message that volunteers are available to listen to anyone who is struggling 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Craigavon Samaritan's branch director, Marcella, said, We're looking forward to spreading the word about Talk To Us in person this July. On the day, volunteers will be walking seven kilometres around the park lake and chatting to members of the community who are openly invited to go along and find out more about the branch and its work. Samaritans volunteers across the UK and Republic of Ireland spent more than one million hours responding to calls for help last year and continue to be there for anyone struggling to cope. Anyone can contact Samaritans for free anytime from any phone, even a mobile without credit, on 116123 or email jo at org. For more information on how to get involved, visit www.samaritans.org forward slash support us forward slash campaign forward slash talk us or join in the conversation on social media using hashtag talk to us. Meanwhile, the DUP's Diane Dodds was one of the three DUP MLAs to recently meet representatives from Samaritan's NI at Stormont to discuss a range of issues. Suicide is a major public health concern that is very much in the public interest, said the Upper Ban MLA. In 2019, 
309 people in Northern Ireland tragically took their own lives. Additionally, the Northern Ireland lifestyle and coping strategy recently found that 1 in 10 adolescents reported self-harm by the age of 16 years. These statistics are absolutely devastating. Clean up our town call after surge in graffiti. Calls for a full clean-up of Portadown and Craigavon have been made after the appearance of a spate of graffiti across the area. Very little has been left untouched as the graffiti riders defaced road signs and bins, fences and walls and even the black paths in Craigavon. Telephone kiosks and litter bins appear to be their favourite targets as well as bus shelters and service boxes. A number of tags have been associated with this latest crime spree, but the graffiti writer or writers have yet to be identified. It is understood the current upsurge in graffiti is the result of two people competing against each other, but this has not been confirmed. Adrian Farrell, president of Portadown Chamber of Commerce, said, I just think that it is not needed in the town. It is not pleasant to see. We need our town to be clean, tidy and welcoming and this proliferation of graffiti doesn't help, I would discourage it. Ulster Unionist Councillor Julie Flaherty, who sits on the Policing and Community Safety Partnership Board locally, revealed that two gangs who are competing against each other appear to be behind the recent graffiti blight. It's bringing down the whole tone of the town at a time when we are seeking investment, said Councillor Flaherty, adding that cleaning this graffiti comes at a significant cost to the ratepayer and those whose property is damaged. A spokesperson for Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council said, the council removes graffiti from council-owned facilities and property on a priority basis relating to the level of offensive content. However, it does not have the remit to remove graffiti from privately owned property. The Policing and Community Safety Partnership for the borough removes graffiti that is racist, sectarian or is of an offensive or sensitive nature. However, if it is on a statutory body's property, it is referred to them for removal. Both Council and the PSNI have ability to prosecute offenders. However, it is exceedingly difficult to identify offenders for this type of criminal damage unless they are caught in the act. As a series of energy price hikes came into effect, Upper Ban MLA Owen Tennyson said it was disgraceful that the Assembly remained in deep freeze during the ongoing cost of living crisis. Urgent measures can be taken to support people, he said. Households are at breaking point, but it is a disgrace the Assembly and the Executive remain in deep freeze due to the unwillingness of the DUP to elect a Speaker, meaning, unfortunately, that the situation will likely only get worse. It is especially galling the rest of the UK is directly benefiting from money to target this crisis, but Northern Ireland is missing out due to political paralysis. We need the Assembly back and this crisis tackled head on, or else the most vulnerable households will be hit even harder and people right across our society will continue struggling to make ends meet. Dodds issues online abuse action call. Upper Ban MLA Diane Dodds has called for more to be done to tackle online abuse and intimidation. The core issue underpinning these abuses is anonymity, said the DUP's Mrs Dodds. Anonymous accounts can be set up using fake email addresses and often created using pseudonyms, where these accounts are used to direct and target abuse at other users. They are almost impossible to trace. Big tech companies like Twitter and Facebook can and must do more to ensure that these accounts are held accountable. Simple steps like enhancing user verification processes when setting up an account means that any account issuing hateful or harmful abuse can be more efficiently traced. Her Majesty's Government has taken steps towards tackling this anonymity issue in the latest draft of the Online Safety Bill. However, the bill does not go far enough It leaves too much discretion to big tech to regulate and govern this process. We need to see a stronger commitment from the government to tackle the issue of anonymity. ABC councillors have poured praise on the local authority strategic director of neighbourhood services, Sharon O'Gorman, 
as she embarks on a year-long career break. In her role, Ms O'Gorman is responsible for environmental services, health and recreation facilities and estates and asset management. At the Council's recent June monthly meeting, Lord Mayor Councillor Paul Greenfield thanked Ms O'Gorman for all her effort over the years. We had a meeting today and how diligent you have been right to the very end is to be commended and we want to thank you for that, he said. Having known Ms O'Gorman since she was first elected to Armagh City and District Council, Alderman Gareth Wilson described her as one of the best officials, adding, you have worked tremendously well throughout the last number of years and with family life and how demanding a few youngsters can be, I can't fault you for taking a wee bit of time out to focus on them and I do want to wish you well in your time off. Alderman Jim Spears said he first met Sharon O'Gorman when she came to the council as a young girl and described her as a star of the show over many years and a very fair, diligent, determined officer for whom he had the utmost admiration and respect. Councillor Thomas O'Hanlon said, I've always found you to be not just a damn good officer, but a very competent officer and someone who has broken many glass ceilings for the female workforce across the public sector. Anything you have put your hand to, you've excelled in. I sincerely hope in the time ahead we will be welcoming you back. Ms O'Gorman, he added, had been instrumental in ensuring the delivery of council services. Councillor Peter Lavery said both the quality and the quantity of Ms O'Gorman's work during the time on council had been unprecedented and wished her well during her time off. Councillor Liam Mackle wished Ms O'Gorman all the best in her year off and look forward to seeing her back at work next year. Ms O'Gorman said in turn that she was very humbled by all the comments she had received and wished her success for, uh, successor, Jonathan Hayes, every success in his interim role. Sacrifice must always be remembered. Upper Van MP Carla Lockhart has expressed her gratitude to all those who organised or attended July the 1st some commemoration events across Upper Van. The DUP's Miss Lockhart, who attended events in Lurgan and Portadown, said it was important to remember the sacrifices of those who died on World War I battlefields. At the event in Lurgan, she said, when the whistles blew at 7.30am on 1st of July 1916 and thousands of men poured over the top onto the battlefields of the Somme, so too commenced the slaughter of so many men from these shores. That sacrifice must always be remembered. I commend all those who helped to organise these local events. My thanks also go to Ancre Somme Association and the many lodges and bands who ensured the loss of life of so many is remembered at a range of parades on 1st of July. The Derry Hill community gathered recently to celebrate as the Lord Mayor Paul Greenfield came to officially open Derry Hill Primary School's new bee and butterfly garden. The Lord Mayor was joined by parents, grandparents, board of governors and pupils alike as they celebrated the new feature on June the 20th as they also participated in the annual sports day and jubilee garden party. The beautiful new bee and butterfly garden was purchased with the Live Here, Love Here school pollinator grant. Mrs Jacqueline Wright, eco-council leader and school principal Mrs Kelly Gardner worked alongside Jason Black of Traditional Toy Boxes Northern Ireland to design a multi-purpose outdoor area with outdoor play equipment, an outdoor classroom area and vegetable beds. It comes as the school community previously participated in a big spring clean, during which all the parents and grandparents worked alongside the pupils to plant all the new bee and butterfly plants. Meanwhile, Chairman of the Board of Governors, Gareth Wilson, also planted the Jubilee cherry blossom tree alongside Mrs Gardner and Lord Mayor Paul Greenfield. Mrs Gardner described the official opening as a wonderful chance to showcase the hard work and effort of all involved. Overall, this was a wonderful celebration for our Queen and a fantastic community event which was enjoyed by all. MLA and his bride make memories. 
Upper Ban MLA Jonathan Buckley has spoken fondly of how his wedding day on Friday, July the 1st, has created memories that will be cherished forever. The DUP representative married his bride, Jill Porter, who is from Drumbo, in a ceremony at Lisburn Free Presbyterian Church. Jill and I were blessed with a brilliant day surrounded by our family and friends, he said. We would like to thank everyone who has taken the time to wish us well as we move to this very exciting next chapter in our lives. We have made memories that will last a lifetime. The happy couple got engaged last April after Mr Buckley plucked up the courage to pop the question. Hundreds of well-wishers left messages of congratulations on Mr Buckley's Facebook page after he posted late on Thursday evening that his office would be closed on Friday in celebration of my wedding day. Obituaries and deaths in the community. A man with a rare genetic condition inspired anyone who knew him. The sense of fun-loving determination of a young Glenavon fan who died last week will forever be his legacy, one of his former school principals had said. Paul Russell passed away peacefully in his sleep at his Dromore home last Monday, aged 23. A former pupil of Lurgan's Carrick Primary School and passionate follower of Glenavon FC, Paul lived with the rare genetic condition, Apert Syndrome. But his physical challenges didn't stop him from giving a television piano recital, rubbing shoulders with the famous and travelling the world. A family notice said Paul was the precious son of Ronnie and Jane, loving brother of Suzanne and Christine, brother-in-law of Stuart and uncle of Ivy and Anna. Prior to attending Carrick, Paul started his schooling at Dromore Nursery School, whose principal, Sharon Beatty, a friend of the family said that his amazing smile, sense of humour, warmth and fun-loving determination will forever be his legacy in the school. Despite Paul's condition, his many physical problems and multiple surgeries never held him back, his family said. In education, he demonstrated determination and a zest for life, following Dromore Nursery and Carrick Primary by attending Banbridge High School. At Lurgan's Mournview Park, Paul was known to players and fans alike, attending many home and away matches with his dad and sister Suzanne. He served as the team mascot on several occasions and was held in such regard that a number of players attended his 18th birthday party. He was also a keen Liverpool FC supporter. Gordon Medlow died 4th of July 2022 peacefully at home, surrounded by his loving family, beloved husband of May, 108 Kernan Gardens, Portadown, dear father of Elizabeth, father-in-law of Richard, grandfather of Lindsay, Amber, and dear brother of Yvonne, Sandra, Ian, and the late Elizabeth, Sheila and Jennifer. Funeral was at Sego Parish Church last Thursday at 2pm, followed by internment at the adjoining churchyard. Gerald Shanks, Jerry, died 3rd of July 2022, peacefully at home, in the care of his daughters Anne and Mita and son-in-law John. Beloved husband of the late Isabel, dear father of Valerie, Anne and Mita, and a loving grandfather and great-grandfather. Interred in Cairn Cemetery. Torch um, information and events, starting off with Torch Together Holiday at Corrymeela Valley Castle, the 16th to the 18th of September. This is news of a holiday taking place at Corrymeela on the County Antrim coast of Northern Ireland. The holiday centre is set in a beautiful peaceful location overlooking Rathlin Island. The holiday runs over the weekend of 16th to 18th September and thanks to a partner we are able to offer 10 subsidised places for people with sight loss. This means that you could enjoy a weekend away for just £104, regular price 130 and volunteers will receive a 50% discount. The holiday will provide opportunities to join together for Christian fellowship and worship 
as well as time to relax and try fun activities. For more information and to book your place, please call our clients' services team on 01858 438 260. Office hours are Monday 9.30 to 4, Tuesday and Wednesday 9 a.m. to 4, and Thursday 10 a.m. to 4. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council July holiday arrangements for council services and facilities across the wider Craigavon area. Bin collections. Bins due to be collected on Tuesday the 12th of July will be collected on Saturday the 9th of July. Bins due to be collected on Wednesday the 13th of July will be collected on Saturday the 16th of July. Recycling centres New Line Lurgan and Fairgreen Portadown will be closed on the 12th and 13th of July. If you wish to visit Glasgow, the Hanlon Coach Belfast to Glasgow Express Coach and Seal offers a flat fare of £39, ferry included, and bags go free alliance. The service leaves twice a day from Belfast City Hall and drops visitors in the heart of Glasgow's Style Mile. The service can be booked online up to one hour before departure or by phone. Call 028 9265 Monday to Friday or visit www.hannancoach.com to book. Bring the title home, Anuska. Dollingstown woman Anuska Black flew to Orlando, Florida to represent Northern Ireland in the Royal International Miss Pageant and Scholarship Programme. As the pageant's first Miss Northern Ireland, Anuska hopes to make history by returning home with the crown as the first international title holder in Ireland since 2003. The Royal International Miss System, she said, was one with a difference adding, I'm 33 years old, a mother and student. I'm five foot seven and a plus size model. Not what you may think of when you think of a beauty queen representing her country. There is no swimmer around, plenty of optional competitions to enter, such as talent, national costume, etc., which, as the name suggests, are completely optional to enter, with the main competition being held over a week, with interviews, stage work and presence being considered. Anuska, who recently met the new Lord Mayor of Armagh, Banbridge and Craigavon councillor, Paul Greenfield, said the support she had received from the pageant community, sponsors, businesses, social media and local community had been outstanding. Said Councillor Greenfield, We wish Anuska all the very best as she represents Northern Ireland in this international competition with over 300 taking part from across the globe. Bring the title home to Northern Ireland, Anuska. Pupils and staff from Craigavon's Brownlow Integrated College were among those to gather recently at Belfast City Hall to mark the end of a year-long series of events celebrating 40 years of integrated education in Northern Ireland. The event featured creative performances, art, music, magic and more from current and past students at integrated schools across the country. A programme of 40th anniversary celebrations began in 2021, 40 years since Lagan College opened its doors as the first integrated school in Northern Ireland. At present, there are 68 integrated schools spread throughout the province, with two more, Glengormley High School and Bangor Central Nursery School, becoming integrated from September 2022. Rushin Marshall, CEO of the Northern Ireland Council for Integrated Education, said, We were delighted to conclude a fantastic year of events celebrating the 40th anniversary of integrated education by gathering together to reflect at Belfast City Hall. The journey of integrated education reminds us all that from a small, humble beginning, great change can happen. Integrated education has grown from 28 pupils to just over 25,000, with every school either opened by groups of parents or transformed to integrated status through parental ballot. Cecil Lenehan, co-founder of All Children Together, 
which was a parent-led movement for the development of integrated schools in Northern Ireland, said, It is wonderful to see how far integrated education has come since the opening of Lagan College in 1981. Integrating our schools is key to building a kinder, more inclusive society that has respect for different backgrounds, faiths and outlooks. Artist Julie takes international lead. A Craigavon neurodiverse artist is leading an international project aimed at making travel easier for people with disabilities. Julie McGowan, a successful sculptor, photographer and performance artist, has designed the Urban Survival Kit, USK, project, working with 40 disabled adults from Northern Ireland, Germany, Poland, Turkey and Croatia to create tools to make their journeys more accessible. After surgery in 2020, Julie suffered a functional neurological disorder episode that left her partially paralysed. She had to learn to walk again and when she started to travel, she realised the huge hurdles facing disabled people. Having a disability can make travel extremely difficult, she said. Even short journeys can be problematic for some people. We are looking at different ways to help people be more independent and feel confident to negotiate any hurdles they may face. USK is part of the University of Atypical International Research Programme that explores new models. ...year after round four trips to Australia. His family set up a Just Giving page in memory in memory of, um, in order to raise much-needed funds for both charities. The Kevin Ball Trust and the Clada Association in the aftermath of his death. In the testament to how much Alan was loved and how highly he was thought of that so many had donated with such a short space of time to both charities, the Hockey family is very grateful to all who donated and supported them through the last few months. A terminally ill Portadown man who fulfilled his dying wish to marry his long-term girlfriend has passed away just two months after their dream wedding. David Smith, aged 34, who had a brain tumour, died at home on Saturday with his wife Katie and other family members at his bedside. David and Katie had tied the knot in Katie's hometown in England last November in what David described as his best day ever. Their son, Danny, age four, was at their side. The couple were helped by the charity Gift of a Wedding, which made sure they had a day to treasure. Speaking to the Portadown Times on Tuesday, the day after David was interred in Kernan Cemetery, Katie said she was relieved her husband's suffering was at an end. She said, The last few weeks had been awful. David had wanted to die at home and me and my mum and dad and David's mum and sister were with him when he passed away. He is at peace now. He is not in pain anymore. David had planned his own funeral, and according to his wishes, donations were made in lieu of flowers donated to the charity Gift of a Wedding. Among the readings at his funeral service was Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, which gave him comfort in his final days. Now we've no new adverts for you this week but we'll go straight on to the dates for your diary so if you get your diaries and a pen ready here we go A country and western concert will take place in Portadown Town Hall on Wednesday February 10th in aid of Craigavon Cardiac Care Association Tickets cost £10 and are available from Winnie's Newsagents in Woodhouse Street and Rodney Wiggins on 07845 Meetings are being held this month which will give the public the chance to meet the PSNI and the Policing and Community Safety Partnership and discuss policing issues. They will take place in Craigavon Civic Centre on Tuesday, February 9th at 7pm and in the Seagull Hotel on Wednesday, February 17th at 7pm. Lurgan Musical Society is presenting a community concert in Lurgan Town Hall on Friday, February 19th. The concert will start at 8pm and tickets are priced at £5. And Carlton Street Orange Hall is the venue for two events over the coming week.
A tea dance will be held next Thursday with music by Kenny Paul. It will take place from 2 to 5pm and admission is £3. The following day, Friday, a table quiz will take place starting at 7.45pm. Teams should be of between 4 and 6 people. Light refreshments will be included in the price of £5 per person. The 5th annual Love Week organised by Thomas Street Methodist Church begins today with a prayer day in the Wesley Hall between 10am and 3pm. Everyone is welcome to any of these events. Further information on Love Week is available from the church office. Telephone 028 3836 from 9 to 12 noon, Monday to Friday. An information evening for bereaved parents and families is being held in Armagh City Hotel on Wednesday, February the 10th from 7.30 to 9.30. It, is, it has been organised by the Annam Cara. Guest speaker will be Anne Lappin, a social worker with more than 20 years experience in supporting children and families through difficult experiences. Anyone attending should phone bef- before Tuesday on 028 9521320. The annual concert organised by LOL78 and RBP78 will take place in Portadown Town Hall next Saturday, February the 13th. It will feature Ulster Scots Group, The Raven Mix Group, Dunberg and Piper Ian Burroughs. The compare will be Joe Graham. An act of remembrance.